0: Game Podcast and coming back with a couple episodes of Mandalorian. Last time that we left off, apparently that was an episode everybody hated. And a couple episodes in, Big Mike, how are you feel about the Mandalorian?
1: The third episode some straight trash, but that was the <laughs> second episode of the second season. So I guess we're at least guaranteed one per season moving forward. As long as they don't do that third episode again, I'm good. That last episode of Foundling, I really enjoyed that one. Mainly because it's starting to again push Bo Tan's story further along. Very simple concepts, like just the plot of each episode and what's taking place is nothing complex. It's like the simplest kind of problems, I would say. I mean, half of it's space creatures, which is on par with Star Wars, but they're like almost like little missions, I guess you could say. But within that, you're seeing where. Bogatan thought her way was right. Then John and everyone else's way was archaic and old, and why are you still doing the BS that y'all are doing? The eye roll
2: <laughs> yeah. every
1: time. Yeah, and now that she's been around them more, she's starting to see how okay, their way really isn't that bad. All right, wait a minute. What about the way I've been doing things? Because look at the situation uh-huh. that she's in. All her people are scattered throughout the galaxy, she doesn't uh-huh. have drug saver anymore. She's sitting there at her home, and she's by her damn something, and that got blown up. Like, she has no one. <laughs> she's all alone now. Yet, this small clan of people who believe this way that she doesn't agree with mm-hmm. are tightening it. They're raising families. They're still moving forward in their beliefs. You've got someone like Din Djarin who has Grogu, has basically adopted it. And, hey, like, that's my kid. That's my family. I'm going to raise him. And no matter what happens, you never see his beliefs wane. I mean, hell, he took his helmet off, was sold, he was exiled, and said, oh, if I bathe in the waters, I'm good, right? And what do you think he did? All right, I'm off the Lord, because I got to get right. <laughs> and Went and did what he had to do. And Bo-Katan sees, oh, so dedicated to this, all of them are, that now you're starting to see where she's starting to shift and change. Mm-hmm. The other good part about the episode was, actually, I'll say this season. They give you little snippets of Grogu. It's not like it was overdone in the first two seasons where it was like, we're trying to sell toys right. and get kids on board. Like these episodes this season, you get little tidbits of Grogu with each one. The good thing about that episode was they showed you, okay, he was there when Order 66 happened. You see how he escaped. And you see the trauma that it caused on him when the armor is working and the sound of the tool hitting the Beskar Right. kind of like triggered his memory and it was like oh okay so now you see where he was and then now that forced me to question so when Luke gave him the choice of being a Jedi or taking the chain link Beskar and going back to Din if that's part of the reason why he was like yeah bump that I was with the Jedi I see how this turned out <laughs> like I'm going over there with him because he's made sure nothing's happening things that they're putting in it keeps you locked in for one again like Keith had pointed out originally I think we all thought of the Mandalorian as as Din Djarin, and now this season is more so, no, it's not just Din Djarin, it's about Mandalorians, period. Mm-hmm. And this season is really more about Boca-Tan and furthering her story because if you go back and watch Clone Wars and like where she's been the animated stuff, they're literally like smooth continuation of all of this going through live action. And it's been cool because if you see they can do that with that, you know, is going to be good. It proves the point that Favreau Floney made to Captain Kenny a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to focus on Skywalkers all the time. Nope. But there's a shit ton of original content that we've never really put out there correctly that we could put out there and it works. You don't have to create this whole new thing of, because you just want to get away from that. That's the dumbest shit in the world. Why would you do that? Yeah. Because clearly all these old lore and characters clearly works.
0: Well, Keith always yeah, says that. that always seems to be concerned about that maybe 30 year period that Skywalker fate of Star Wars that they can't really deviate from that for whatever reason. So many other stories and characters in that expanded universe that they kind of threw away once they started the whole Rage Trilogy that you have all those elements for potential. I know they were trying to do the High Republic and some other stuff that never really worked, but you have characters that you couldn't explore Obi-Wan, Luke Skywalker, Leia, Han Solo, or anybody related to them. Or that chick from Obi-Wan. <laughs> but, um, but you have those characters that you can pull from, and it just seemed like under Kathleen Kennedy's watch, everything had to be, I mean, Rogue One is still about the Death Star. So it's still that same right. time frame. Solo, still that same time mm-hmm. frame.
1: I don't want to go into too many details about the new episode, if people haven't seen me yet, only because I don't want to spoil anything. I will say this. It is 100% Mando shit. Yeah. It's Mando's, this one. This is the way. Um, Absolutely. But, so there's another twist of the Bo-Katan storyline that's kind of cool, because it involves the armor. The only thing I'll say is the seeing things differently is now going two sides. But the whole story is further along this whole Mandalorian thing. You have to watch the new episode. Like I I don't understand why Matt made the comment other than either he's joking or he didn't feel well or he wasn't paying attention.
0: I would assume that from Matt's perspective is that he's expecting everything to be about the Mandalorian and kind of that first season type of... Mandalorian focus. Maybe that might be what he's looking for. No,
1: because um, this episode is about the Mandalore. This episode literally is <laughs> Din Djarne. everybody else kind of rallies behind him, so to speak. It furthers Mandalorians and it brings back the whole thing of Mandalore. I guess it's the best way I could put it without spoiling anything. The episode itself, there's a situation, Mando shit denjarne bogatan the clan it's mando shit. that's what I'm all that the episode is on par with one two and even the family like i don't see why i, I the meth thing threw me off when i watched. it. I, like i literally was sitting there like i right, had to been joking i'm trying to be funny i don't see how you don't like this episode the character from three shows up and the episode was so good it didn't even bother me it's a good episode but we'll talk about it more when everybody else sees it because I like to see Keith's perspective and what he thinks about what ends up happening. Because the past episode was what? Episode 6 or was it 5? I
0: guess it would have been Once 5. Two, three, you three, talk about that one episode. It was a bullshit one. Four was
1: a Yeah, so this was episode 5. Yeah. So based on what just happened, Six, seven, eight should be... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is it 8 episodes or 10 episodes eight. this season?
1: Okay. Still 8. Unfortunately. I would love if they at least gave us 10, but I think it's still 8. The events of this episode, 6, 7, and 8 should be straight fire. Maybe not 6, but 7 and 8, yeah, good to go. And there is a cameo in this episode from an upcoming series. So that's most I can tell you. No, shit. All right, and that's definitely,
2: definitely check that shit out, though. I got to say, the casting for Katie Stackoff for Bo-Katan, I think that's everything. Because she's got this way of quiet competence. Like, you know she will fuck shit up when she walks in the room. She's got this swagger that just, like, you can just tell even when she's got the helmet on. Just like everybody is. But she can act through the armor and through the helmet extremely well. Her damn casting for this was, like, spot on. I don't think anybody else could have really done it justice.
0: Not well, I guess one thing that I'm looking at right now, and this is not... Star Wars related, is that I think Mike might have sent this out early in the week, but Marvel will be reducing his movie output.
1: Yep. They're pushing everything back.
0: Ant-Man, that probably scared him off. It's like, yo, well, people ain't buying this stuff any longer.
1: I think it's partially that I also think it goes back to Iger's back in place actually picked the right successor because JPEG didn't work out.
0: But part of this was his fault. Part of yeah, part of this was his fault.
1: A lot of it is his fault. I mean, he
2: Kennedy's in because of him. Like he saw what the fuck was going on with Star Wars. He saw what the fuck was happening with Marvel. Yeah, because he
0: left right before the pandemic. So at least that Phase Three, where they were pumping out a bunch of movies, that's really him. I mean, just from a Marvel perspective, it's starting to become tiring to have to watch everything TV and or the movie side. I think I made a comment about there was a good balance when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on. It didn't really tie too much into the movie stuff. They try to occasionally. You just kind of had the movies as its own separate thing, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was what it was. And then it was like, well, we just need to hit everybody over the head. before, kind of in the group chat, that we're not here for Moon Knight as much as I like Oscar Isaac. We're not here for Moon Knight. Not here for She-Hulk. We're here for Spider-Man. We're here for Iron Man. We're here for Thor. We're here for the Hulk. We're here for Black Widow. Unfortunately, the movie was trash. Like, we want the hits. We want X-Men. We want Fantastic Four. It shouldn't be Ironheart. It shouldn't be Echo. It needs to be Fantastic Four, X-Men. That range of characters, everything else doesn't matter until that stuff comes out to me. At, at this point, that, if they slow down,
2: it's <laughs> like twenty twenty eight. Well, no, the other problem is they like focus got shifted Disney Plus content and doing what they did for the Infinity Saga that Marvel did and include Disney Plus into that. The problem is that it doesn't make any goddamn sense in the world how Disney, who owns what four fucking movie studios.
0: Well, at least four of the major ones, yeah.
2: They own like four major movie studios. They're relying on Star Wars and Marvel for content for Disney. Yeah, I mean, you how does that make any kind of sense?
0: I guess if you look at the Fox acquisition, which really hasn't panned out too much other than Avatar. They have
2: done shit with that.
0: Because once Disney, I guess this might change under Iger, but once Disney finds this thing, it's going to hit you over the head with it. I mean, unfortunately, it was like the Marvel stuff was pulling in money rode the wave and it's like right now you kind of in a valley because you've flooded the market with the one thing that was interesting and is no longer interesting when you're sitting there trying to put characters nobody cares about in front of people obviously claiming some type of diversity angle and you're not developing those characters to where people can accept those characters just on their own not without the gimmick First cross-eyed person with a unibrow.
2: The crazy part is that they were digging up through the vaults of Lucasfilms, put content out. You know, I mean, Willow, what the fuck were they doing? It's Like, they were just throwing out stuff. And you kind of like, wait, did Indiana Disney have like the Disney Channel at some point?
0: So it was like Disney Online or Something.
2: Something. Yeah, they had the Disney Channel. Like, I'm looking at the Disney Plus, Plus. I'm like, yeah, I can give it that. You know, some Marvel TV shows, some Sands, some more Chippendales, some stuff like that. Let's get a new Rescue Rangers or something like that. Uh, you know, something, but... Well, they did do that, actually. I heard it was actually pretty good. It almost felt like it was being run by the board of directors at Disney. Like, they were coming up, and they were like, this is from the board. We only want the things that are going to make the most money. So, Star Wars, Marvel. We don't want
1: anything else what are you doing based on the stuff that i remember for the most part that was part of why chapec got installed when Iger was going out was disney was having the financial issues mm-hmm. and so chapec being the finance guy they put him in charge they figured, okay he'll get us out the hole and so his solution was to keep up with netflix primarily and also amazon he didn't feel like they had enough new content to get people to come to disney plus mm-hmm. so from what I understand, that's where the whole issue started coming in was Chapek's philosophy was... Flood the market. Flood everything. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus yeah. is going to have a shitload of content, don't really care what it is, how it is, whatever, just make sure it's on there. tigers basically come in and said, <laughs> okay, bump that. Hate to beat a dead horse. But I always <laughs> go back to that Black Widow decision, because I told you. Feige, when he had control, he was that fast on. Black Widow's going on. Theaters were not putting on streaming. Chapek was the one that oversugged it overstepped him and said bump that we need something you're gonna put it on stream and that's what it is Mm -hmm. and when shit went left like I said JPEG was the one was like oh fuck's call it sewer and Faye was (laughs) living they said he went his office and told JPEG to his face you fucking with my world this is not how we do business and I said at that point to me is when Faye did not have as much control as he had before Iger initially was like look the dude clearly the proof is there it works do what you do. I don't really care. Whatever your plan is, however you want to execute it, you got my blessing because the Infinity Saga work, he accomplished things that nobody thought was possible, and it happened, so he stayed out of the way. So now, I think what you're seeing now is Iger's back because clearly JPEG wasn't working out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and you got fired now. while he was at a concert.
1: And so now Iger's going, we have to get things with Marvel back to the way it was because that was successful. So he started firing people Victoria Alonzo, apparently, now I'm reading more articles. Hmm. She was one of the main ones to champion the diversity, LGBTQ thing, because that's who she is. And she championed the fuck out of it. Oh, we gotta have this. The reputation has gotta be there. Now, I'm not saying it's all her fault, but they're basically hitting her with, as being the culprit for all the computer graphics people being overworked, hmm. for having a shitty workplace. I've only read, like, a couple people that came out in defense, her, but basically everybody else remaining anonymous as usual. Yeah, she was fucked shit up.
0: Well, I mean, when you're pumping out all these shows and the Marvel side or the Star Wars side, things like Black Widow, I mean, some of the effects in that movie are trash. And even if you had the time to fix that, I mean, because they had time during the pandemic, but I mean, you're flooding everything and everything has to be a CGI fest of something. CGI monsters, CGI environment just in general, I mean, again, whether it's Marvel, whether it is Star Wars, Disney proper, Disney just has too many studios at this point. That Fox acquisition was a bad acquisition, but it was really done pumping content for Disney Plus. And then That's what they haven't like done anything with. And then you look at that. Well, I mean, I guess they put out that New Mutants movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they had to put something on. <laughs> this had been done like five years earlier. The we'd have been had our fantastic. It, she would have played out a lot differently with. The,
0: I mean, again, stuff. the Blade movie is pretty indicative of the problems that Disney had. That movie was announced at the same time as Thor: Love and Thunder, and like Loki and like all the TV stuff. Guess you might get it at this point. I mean, if they're so, kind of slowing down. Del-
1: with was on late night with James Corden and he brought up Blade because mm-hmm. apparently he just got cast in it.
0: Yeah, I saw and something about that. I think he said
1: that. And he just said, yeah, he's read the script as it is so far. They're still working on it. But he said, as far as he knows, you know, I mean, it is going to happen. He's not saying who he is yet. People are already screaming out names who they thought he was. And he didn't respond anything. he's like, I mean, fuck, Marvel, I can't tell you nothing. But right now, everything's still green lit, and it's going to happen. Like, it's probably going to happen, but when is it going to come
0: out? Like, <laughs>
1: Well, that's it. that's it. I just push everything back from the shows and everything. The only thing that I will say this week that kind of surprised me a little bit, Vincent D'Onofrio had an interview, and they were asking him about the difference from Daredevil on Disney versus from Netflix. Pointing out that with the Netflix show, he said, along with the physical violence, there was some psychological mental violence there. And he was like, but I will tell you that so far from what they've shot, it's still pretty violent. And I was shocked. First, I was shocked that they said 20 plus episodes. But then I was like, after the whole She hulk bit with Daredevil smashing her and then whatever else, I was like, you know, I, I do not like the way this is going to go. I know Burnthal said he wouldn't come back as Punisher if they watered it down, but he came back. You might get a little glimpse of something that's decent. But well, when Donafrio came out and said what he said, I was really shocked. I even had to look at the calendar like, this is an April Fool's joke, but it wasn't April yet. So,
0: well, I mean, I Disney has to thing. pivot because taking that safe route with a lot of movies and you're competing against movies that do that. So if you look at John Wick and the Punisher, if Disney doesn't take that route that John Wick does or that the Punisher has already been doing with the Netflix shows, that will destroy the Punisher future use. Like you can't just bring him up in the movie, kind of what they did to Daredevil. They wound up changing the suit and then, turn them into a joke already kind of ruined that character. So unless you pivot again and then you have this big tonal change, Daredevil being that Netflix level character again, it just seems like Disney has a couple of different problems. So one problem is that they just wound up putting people into a vacuum. So they wound up getting all the talent, any show that's hot, they want those people. So it was the Game of Thrones people for Star Wars and Marvel at some point. So they had to get those. They had to get the directors. You bring the directors on board. They're stuck in development for like two years before the movie comes out. Then they already planned another sequel. So those directors are already taken out of the mix. So you don't get other movies that should be naturally developed. The other problem is just that the content side of things, that they weren't necessarily putting out the best things that should be focused on. I mean, again, I talk about Moonlight. I am an Oscar Isaac fanboy. Why is he even in that? I mean, because they're regurgitating the people that they put in Star Wars, which is what you now see Ant-Man and whoever that chick was. That was the showing up in Star Wars. It's just like, you got to have some variation in the products that you put out. It seems like with Disney, or at least the the previous administration, you had the same people showing up, the same directors showing up, the director, Thor, also directing episodes of The Mandalorian, also acting in The Mandalorian. It's like, at some point, you just need some change.
1: Was it Remy Saboyano, the girl from John Wick 4? Apparently, she's going to be electric now. I guess they're oh, not going geez. forward with Lodi Young. All right. Wait, who is it? Koji's daughter in uh, John Wick 4.
0: I mean, it just seemed like, again, they're um, just going with what's hot. That'd be all right. It seem like they're going with what's hot. And whoever's popular at the moment.
1: And everything right now, from what I'm understanding. So Captain America shooting now. At least that and Thunderbolts both deal with some aspect of Adam. So it sounds like Feige's starting to build towards finally getting the X-Men. And it might also possibly be done because you got Deadpool 3 and Hugh Jackman's back. So I guess there's some explanation to the MCU of what Adamantium is or how it exists. I don't know. But those are the only, like, real sounds. I know Fantastic Four, like I said, they were supposed to be announcing the cast coming up because they're supposed to start shooting, I want to say, by the end of the year. And the only thing that came out this week is, so one fan theory that had been out there for a while was that they were going to use a Quantum Realm and say that they were stuck there for a while. And that's why when they show up, Reed Richards is, like, a little bit older and all that kind of stuff. So they're still kind of like, I guess, the first family or kind of classic Marvel Mm -hmm. and so apparently that is going to be the case they i guess they've been stuck in the quantum realm for 60 years or some shit like that so when they show up that's why they haven't aged but that they've been kind of down there dealing with whatever and then they come back so
0: yeah i mean again none of this matters until x-men and fantastic four show up one thing that doesn't help at least on the x-men side you had good x-men movies and you had good x-men movies up until recently logan was pretty good And at least one or two of those X-Men first class movies were good. X-Men Apocalypse trash. Also, sorry, Oscar Isaac for a hot moment. (laughs) That's the only thing that will work against implementing the X-Men. So unless you're getting the same somewhat characters of X-Men, like maybe focusing on other X-Men that aren't kind of the classic ones, it's going to be a little difficult. I mean, the Fantastic Four stuff, they've already tried that twice. And again, Tim's story, I appreciate his direction and at least him trying to do something differently. First Fantastic Four movie, I can tolerate that. The second one, maybe not so much, but Silver Surfer on screen.
2: If they keep it simple, like my biggest worry with the X Men is that a lot of people lose sight of how, what makes the X Men work. The X-Men are not one-for-one representation of every minority group. They're a metaphor who don't feel like they're part. They encompass all that, and you easily see yourself in that. The problem is, is I worry when they bring the X-Men in, they're going to do the thing of, like, okay, we got to make this guy gay. Well, I was watching gotta-
0: a comedian, and he was talking about Superman. It's like, they've been turning Superman gay, but why do they turn Superman fat? <laughs> 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 Like, how come you can't have a fast superman? It's because he won't be able to fly or something, you know, like
2: funny, but that's actually a good point. It's gonna lose complete sight of that and stuff. That's kind of my worry. You don't need to make Professor X black to make it inclusive and diverse.
0: It's too thematic. You take... And it's too on the nose that we obviously know what you're doing. Like and if you're not developing the character the way that you should, even if they weren't that. That's where the problem comes into play. It's a, you, You're reaching for a gimmick so you can reach for an audience, so you can reach for news articles. Again, this is the first cross-eyed person with a unibrow. You have a whole bunch of news articles about that, expecting people to be pulled in by that, when they all on just TikTok, watching TikToks, <laughs> watching a movie or watching a TV show. Like, that's pretty much what's happening. Media obviously has changed since the pandemic. What little successes that you have had In the movie theater in the past two years, I mean, since things have really started opening back up, really start needing to focus on stuff that are staples at this point, because the stuff that they're trying to put out, the larger problems with Disney, that Disney is firing a whole bunch of people, not just in Marvel or Star Wars or anything like that. The park stuff, rid of people there. So, I mean, Disney's shareholders are asking for, we need more return on investment. And this is what is coming out of that. It's just like, well, we're doing too much stuff. You already got rid of one CEO, brought back the old CEO. And this is like, you know, he's trying to reinstitute a plan that he caused in the first way. The problem that he caused was he was a person that was pushing for the Fox deal to get the Fox movies, the push for Disney plus to take on Netflix. He's the person that pulled the content off of Netflix. Again, there was a, a good balance. The Netflix Marvel shows, the Disney produce, I guess ABC Marvel shows, and the movies, and then all of a sudden everything has to be Disney Plus. Everything has to be. You need to watch this in order to understand that. And it's like I just want to go watch a movie at some point and enjoy it. Like I don't want to sit there and have to go back and, and watch every little bit and every few moments of some cameo or something and somebody says oh.